All right, so uh, um, welcome. Welcome to DFCC Podcast. We've been doing this podcast for, let's say, probably like two years, something like that. Okay. And we we used to call it the Lockdown Podcast. And the reason why we called it the Lockdown Podcast was because we were literally in lockdown. Right. And that's when it started. Um, I actually started it with Francis, um, our former youth ministry director. And we would do this weekly, but we realized that it wasn't really, it wasn't really sustainable because... Um, you know, it was just the two of us, and we just kept talking and talking. And so um, we decided to switch it up a little bit. Um, and basically what it is is, uh, like we were saying earlier, is for our church to be able to get to know us a little bit more intimately. Um, it's an in-house podcast. It's not meant to be broadcast through the whole world. It's, it's right. kind of for our church. But anybody can listen to it. And so, um, and so yeah. So anyway, welcome, everybody. Um, Noah is with us here Hello. today. You I'm guys, Noah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys met Noah on Sundays. You've seen him. Um, he's officially now our um, youth ministry director, and Super you were excited. voted overwhelmingly by our congregation. Everyone said yes, which I'm a little bit jealous because when I was voted in, there was one no. Was there? there <laughs> and I don't know who that person is. And if and if you know who you are, reveal yourself. After three years, you've just had this secret search looking for that one person. It's killing me. I think I might know who it is now. <laughs> I have no idea. It's fine. No, and it really doesn't matter. But it's that it's a weird thing when it was so positive. Like everyone was so happy and every everybody voted yes. There was one no. And guess what I focused on? Oh, no. Of course. I mean, it's it's hard to not focus on the negative. That's just typically as humans, we have it's to do true. that. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's like when you preach on Sundays, you know, you get all this positive feedback and everyone's happy and everything, but then you get one thing mm-hmm. or one email and it's like, oh man, and mm-hmm. that's all you focus on. Yeah. But you got to work on that. Yeah. You know, we all yeah. have to work on that. So how do, how do you, how do you deal with uh, negativity? Man, I mean, for a long time, I, uh, I sucked at dealing with negativity. I guess share a little bit of my testimony. Sure. Um, I struggled with severe depression for a really long time um, towards, I guess, the start of my college. So, you know, I'm a senior right now at Biola mm-hmm. and my freshman year um, was when I guess my my um, journey with depression started. Um, it was weird. It was a weird um, negative thing. I think I just took everything myself um I took it all negatively. I, I, I overread every situation. I I looked way into things I overthought, and it led me into just this this negative, just ugly state mm. for a long time. I remember I uh, I wrote a a um, a letter to myself my freshman year to my senior self, which would be now, mm. and I read it a few weeks ago. Oh wow! And um, I read it, and I expect it kind of like you know, just kind of this fun letter, yeah. like haha, hope you have a girlfriend and stuff like that. Right. You know, all this, all this just normal stuff that I would have expected. But mm. I read it, and I remember reading that um, my past self, my freshman self, said, "Hey, I'm I'm desperately struggling with depression right now, and all this negativity, and I just don't know what to do." Mm. And it, it was this kind of this just this plea, like, "I hope you have gotten help." since where I have been. Wow. Um, so that was a struggle for me for a long time. But, you know, relaying that back to the negativity question, um, it was a long struggle of learning how to know that God is is just overall. That yeah. despite the situation, despite 
negativity, um, God is ultimately the ruler and sovereign over everything in creation. I was, I very, I sympathized a lot with the story of Joseph, mm. you know, I mean, there was so much negativity yeah. in his life, you know, being almost killed and sold and all these things. And, you know, if I was him, I would have thought like, what is going on right now? Right. Where, where is God working in my life? I am in this negative stance, I am being thrown in jail. I'm being sold by my brothers. There's all this negativity. How could this possibly lead to positivity? Yeah. Um, and I think with just negativity in general, um, I've seen the fact that negativity, despite obviously being a bad thing, always will lead to something good for God's plan. Mm. So always, every single time, every single time something negative has entered my life, God ultimately uses it for good. It's... Um, it's a matter of just trusting that God is eventually going to do that. Yeah. The hard thing about that, though, is it's always in retrospect, yeah. right? Yeah. It's never in the moment. In the moment, right. you're just like, man, why does this have to happen? But then when you've lived, you know, I mean, you're 21, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And so but you've been through a couple of, of, of things in life. But at 47 years old, I can just see this pattern repeat mm-hmm. itself over and over and over again mm-hmm. to where it's like, man, why am I going through this? But then it's so helpful to just look back and say, but remember before, it was really bad then, but now you understand. It's like, it's like James chapter 1, right? It says mm-hmm. that uh, if you persevere through trial, um, and the result of that is that you will, you will be perfect, not lacking anything. Right. It's really interesting because the way I interpret that verse, at least, is this whole idea of... Because God, God never promises resolution. Right. He promises his presence. Mm-hmm. He will be with us always. And it's interesting that that uh, James says, you know, if, if you if you persevere and after you have stood the test, um, you will you will he says he says you'll be mature, mm-hmm. not lacking anything. Right. Which is really interesting because it seems like a tall order, like mm-hmm. not lacking anything. It's yeah. really a, it's like a big thing. Yeah. But the way I interpret it is that you look back and you realize, well, Christ was with me, mm-hmm. and Christ is everything. He's everything that we need. So once you know that, I, I, and I love being able to take that scripture and be able to to, to put, set it aside next to uh, actual life experience and realize that it is actually true. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and, and if if Christ isn't enough, then nothing will be. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I, I mean, ultimately. As Christians, we have to rely on Christ as our everything. There's no there's no other way to go about yep. life as a Christian. There's yep. Ultimately, we are not going to get through life unless Christ is our everything, Christ is our central focus, and pursuing Christ is our central goal in life. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you still have, this is kind of an obvious question, but do you still have uh, unanswered questions about the scriptures, or about the nature of God, mm-hmm. or about His involvement in your life, or about things that you think He cares about, but maybe He doesn't care that much. Do you yeah, th- yeah. I um, there's a lot of what I like to call a second doctrine things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of first doctrine things in, in the Bible, like you know we believe that you know Jesus died on the cross and resurrected. We believe that He's going to come again. Like that's a lot of first doctrine. Like if you are a Christian, you believe in those things. Yeah. But then there's a lot of, I guess, secondary doctrine things that, you know, are, are controversial. Like, where do we look at, at homosexual people and how we, how mm. we deal with them? Because I know, for a matter of fact, one of my best friends is a homosexual. Mm. And he grew up growing up in the church. His, his dad's a pastor. And he desperately, you know, tried to, um, 
I guess, pray the gay away. You know, that mm-hmm. was, that's the term that he used. And, you know, it's, it's such a hard thing in his life. Cause yeah. he's like, I still have these feelings. Mm-hmm. I still have all this. And I, I know this is what God wants for my life. Yeah. And then how do I still deal with that? Yeah. And there's so many other things like that. Like, um, where do, where do women belong in the church? I know so many different churches view so many different ways on that. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, I just, personally, I just wish that the Bible was more clear on the things, but, mm. um, the Bible is the true and infallible word of God. Mm-hmm. And we have to trust that everything in the Bible is said the way it's said for a reason. Yeah. Um, even if that leaves us with unanswered questions about certain things like the ones I mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I, I think about sometimes is I'm going to zero, I'm going to go back to what you were saying about homosexuality, especially in our day and age. Um, you know, there's a lot of criticism that comes toward the whole LGBTQ community um, that comes from the church. In fact, if you ask someone what, 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 What's Christianity or someone who doesn't believe like what's Christianity? What's church to you? And the, one of the things they'll they'll call us is homophobic, right? Homophobic, right? right? That's one of the, the things mm-hmm. um, irrelevant, homophobic, etc. But that's homophobic is one of the big ones, right? Um, and there's a lot of pushback uh, because of that. Mm-hmm. But the question that I always have when it comes to someone who is so animate, we, we, we just had this shooting that happened mm-hmm. recently, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a couple of days ago or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Five people got shot and then mm-hmm. like 25 were hurt. So yeah. I think something like that in a nightclub. Um, you know, this person, I think, I haven't really looked into the story in detail, but I think he was, he would call himself a Christian, mm-hmm. like a radical Christian. Right. So anyway, when I think about those stories and I think about how we are perceived as Christians to, uh, and as it relates to homosexuality and, and, uh, and lesbians and all that in the community, um, my question always is, <clears throat> do you, do you have a relationship with anyone who is a homosexual? Like, do you understand at least in part what it feels like right like i'm not i'm not gay you're not gay mm-hmm. um so we don't know what that feels like right you know um so we can easily place judgment on something that we don't understand right, right. um but if you have a close friend you know like my sister she's a lesbian mm-hmm. um she um like the more i get to know her she's not faking it man mm-hmm. she's not faking it you know she's not she's not faking it this this is actually how she feels and it's bigger than her I don't know if that's the case with you with your right. friend as well. No, exact same. Exactly. And so there's this this conflict, man. It's it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a tough one. But here's here's where the problem is. I think there's a difference between sinning and living a life of sin. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's different. I think when when the woman caught in adultery was placed before Jesus, um, he says, "Leave your life of sin." There's a, there's a pattern. There's a there's a there's a direction that your life is going in, right. which is not ideal. Mm-hmm. This is not you weren't created to live this way. It's a, but this is such a hard topic, right. and we're not going to resolve it right now. Hundred percent, yeah. Just no, I'm kind not of expecting like, we're just to. talking, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. It's there's there's it's not it's not the only topic like that, you know. Yeah. There's, there's so many unresolved topics in the church, which is why there's so many denominations. Mm-hmm. There's so many different beliefs. There's so many different places people stand. Yeah. Um. You know, I I grew up in in so many different churches. Um. My family, when I was young, went to a Pentecostal church. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was like in middle school, we went to like a non-denom church. And then when I was in high school, we went to a Baptist church where I was also a middle school pastor. And it's like, I've been to, to every single angle it feels yeah. like of where, um, 
where Christianity stands. And you understand how unique that trajectory is, right? Yeah. Like most people can't say that. Most people have been, if they've been part of a church, they've been part of the same denomination their right. whole lives. What things have you learned? From being in like different denominations? Yeah. yeah. What's, what, because that, that I'm sure stretched you in areas, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. No, there's, um, there's a lot of, I think, just misconception of mm-hmm. the word is what I've seen. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of misunderstanding in different denominations. Some people will focus on um, one thing about the word and will will deny another part of it or not deny but I, I guess more so like just push it to the side mm-hmm. um, while other places will do that but with other things such as you know Pentecostals focus a lot on the miraculous spirits mm-hmm. and stuff like that while those are great those yeah. are not the centralized aspect of the gospel um, and Baptist for example um, they focus on a lot of scripture and and truth and a lot of like you know let's focus on the word let's um exegesis it let's really just focus on this and see what truth is but then they don't leave room for the holy spirit in their own lives yeah and there's a lot of of disconnection and how do we balance mm. um so many sides of faith yeah you know it's like a lot of people just lean different ways a lot yeah. of people want to be like i want to focus on the Holy Spirit and, mm-hmm. and how the Holy Spirit works, or I want to focus on specifically making sure that I'm theologically correct in mm-hmm. everything. Um, and the misconception is so many people, you know, there's the basis of Christians of, yes, I believe in the gospel. Yes, yeah. I believe in Jesus. Um, and then what do I do from there? Mm. And people will take sides. People won't won't try and, I guess, balance out their beliefs, but they'll take sides and say, I'm going to really invest in this for the rest of my life. Mm. And that's going to be where I am in the church. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I see what you're saying, and I and I agree with it. Um, I think that your trajectory has been interesting, and so, and you're so young still, which you, you have so much more to. The, you're just getting started, which is really exciting to me. Yeah. By the way, it's super yeah. cool. No, I'm excited about it. Yeah, and it's this whole idea of you're right. It's sometimes it's either one or the other. You know, it's either you're just the doctrine, you're focusing on this on just you know the written word, and you have to understand all these things. Um, or it's just all spirit and we're not thinking about the word at all. We're just right. doing whatever the spirit leads. Mm-hmm. Um, it's both. Mm-hmm. It's it's both. That's why I'm so excited for you in our church because that's kind of my story too. You Is know, it? I grew up Presbyterian. Did I tell you this before? I don't know I think if I you might have, have told no. you. I grew up Presbyterian okay. and I went all the way through, non- I went through non-denominational, uh, Pentecostal as well. Um, not that I was ever part of a Pentecostal church, but there was a season in my life where I was just visiting all these different churches. Right. And right. I went on this men's retreat once where it was just, they were taking demons out and people were speaking in tongues and uh-huh. people were falling. I mean, it was all these experiences that I have had as well personally. Right. Um, in, 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 you know, just experiencing the Holy Spirit in a very, um, in a very uh, charismatic way, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Which which can become addictive, mm-hmm. right? That's right. why we have some churches where it's all about the feeling. Like you go and you just want to feel exactly. the presence yeah. and all these things, mm-hmm. you know. But then, but then, uh, you know, it, that becomes an end in itself. Yeah. And then there's no life change. There's nothing really that that will sustain it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. I I agree with that. I mean, um, the idea of of needing feeling in faith has has overtaken this generation. Mm-hmm. It's overtaken not just uh, my generation, but but the youth I oversee, um, my parents' generation. Mm-hmm. The idea of just wanting to feel mm-hmm. like God's there 
Um, it is it is so prevalent and has strayed people away from truth, which is why there's so much misunderstanding of the gospel. There's mm. so much misunderstanding of what the word says. Yeah, people are just like, well, if I I'll feel God if it's the right if it's the right thing I'm doing or if it's the right truth, mm-hmm. I'll I'll just feel it in me. Yeah. And when people don't feel God, they they fall away. Mm-hmm. They're they're like, well, God, why aren't you a hundred percent? visibly active in my situation right. right now. I don't feel like you're, I don't feel good about what's going on in my life. Mm. Um, and people, fo- people base their own emotions, uh, on people put their own emotions on faith. Yeah. They put what they feel on faith and that's not how faith works. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you look, you look at people in the Bible and there were definitely many circumstances of where if, if feeling, overtook faith then they wouldn't have the story they have mm-hmm. like job for example yeah being taken everything away and you're like god where are you right mm. now god i'm in desperation right now i feel awful mm. i feel desperate mm. and if job was to succumb to that then we wouldn't have the ending of job which is god showing up and saying i'm here despite all this negativity i'm still here i'm still god yeah yeah yeah, that's good. That's interesting. I, it makes me think of the, about the youth too. You know, the youth in our church. Um, you know, I've told I've told you this before. I have two prayers for for them: is one that they'll have a personal revelation of Jesus, and number two that that they will fulfill the purpose for which God created them. Um, but it's all feeling, man. Right. It's all like, yeah, I'm not feeling it, mm-hmm. you know? And dude, I am so out of touch with the youth right now. Like, it's <laughs> so insane. I have I have a 19 year old, a 16 year old, and a 14 year old, and everything that I say is either out of touch, is dumb, it's stupid, or, I mean, they're nice, but they, but, but if, <laughs> I, I don't want for it to sound like my kids are, are, are bad kids, but, like, when I try to, like, like be cool, you right. know, it's like, don't even try, you know? And so, anyway, but, but what I do know about the youth is that, is that that's a big thing. It's how they feel. It's like, I'm not feeling it. Like, I'm not mentally there. I'm not, I'm feeling, and there's things, I mean, even even in your generation, I hear that a lot as well mm-hmm. of like, uh, I'm just not there right now. I'm not in a place where I can, it's like, there's so many of, in my generation, it was Jeff different. You just did it. Right. Like, right. this is the job, you just go and you do it no matter how you feel. You just, right. it's, it was a different mindset, but there has to be an additional um, I'm not saying you're that way because you're not that way. I know okay. that you're not that way. Right. But there's this whole idea of it's not just the task at hand that needs to be finished, but there's also like I need to understand why the whole thing is happening. And, and I don't know how to really explain it, but there's also a good side to it because there's the whole idea of, of purpose behind right. it. Like you want to know that what you're doing has meaning. Yes. That's a, that's a great part of it. Yes. You know, in my generation, it was like, no, this is just, you just do it because mm-hmm. either your boss told you or because this is what the, the task at hand. Right. So there's a good side to that too, in the sense of like, you just finish the job, you know, but on the other hand, there's this other side where it's, you need to um, be invested in your heart and in your mind, which can have a, a negative side because you can just, it just sounds like you're just trying to slack off. Like right. you're just like, oh, you're not going to do this because you don't feel it. Right. But then the good side of it has to do with like you want really want to understand why you're doing it and you want to live a life of purpose. Like you yes. want to connect your action to who you are and the general direction of your life. So I think that that's, yes. they both have good sides and negative sides. Um, do you see that? See those good sides and negative sides? Yeah. yeah. No, 100%. I mean, um, 
it's 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 a difficult topic to talk about because I know there's there's so many people that that I know that struggle with a lot of things we're talking about right now. Mm. Um, and I guess just approaching it is a is a personal thing for me because I know that I struggled with it for for a while. It yeah. was the idea of of feeling and needing things to be right in front of me mm. and needing to to see God actively working every second of my life and not just having that you know faith without sight. Yeah. Which Jesus calls us to. You know, blessed are those who believe without seeing. Mm. Um, and I think that as Christians, we need to. Um, understand that sometimes god doesn't want us to see mm. god doesn't want us to see what's going on yeah. god god doesn't need us knowing everything that's yeah that's not our job right we're not we, we're not all knowing we don't mm-hmm. need to know everything that's that's not our place in the universe our place in the universe is to be servants of righteousness mm. to be servants of the living god and to trust wholly that what's going on in this world whether it looks positive or negative is all for god's glory yeah yeah yeah, that's good. What would you say is? I think we talked about this before when we were we had, were having coffee. Um, what do you see is the problem with the church now? Not specifically DFCC, but but the let's just say the church capital C. Hmm. Uh, just to clarify, Church of the World or Church of America? Oh yeah. In fact, you, you asked for me. You asked me for that <laughs> clarification when I asked you that before. Yeah. Uh, I would say Church in America. Church in America yeah, is yeah. Um, specifically because you, you look at American culture, mm-hmm. and American culture is a culture of materialism. Mm-hmm. American culture is a culture of of things needing to have yep. things, and needing to have a place in mm-hmm. the world, needing to um, stake your own reputation. Mm. I guess. And a lot of people take that and will place that on their own faith Mm. saying, I need this to happen in my faith. I need God to show up right here from in order for me to believe in order for me to, to feel like things are happening. Mm. Um, The American church is, is I think often way too focused on needing positive things from God, needing these, needing these, um, positive things, not in not in an aspect of just generally positive, because obviously all things work together for for um, the good of God's will. Um, but people need things that right in front of them are going to look good. Um, I know, for example, um, one one of my friends, mm. um, he had an issue with um, something happening with life with a, a family member who who had cancer, for mm. example, and obviously it's a very sad thing. Yeah. Um, and he came up to me and he was like, Noah, I don't, I don't know how to deal with this. Mm. If, if God doesn't save my family member, then God's not real. Mm. If God doesn't, doesn't actively work on this right now, then, then he's not real. He's mm. not, he's not actively working. And, um, obviously that's a very sad thing. Mm. You know, it's a very sad realization that a lot of people have a very sad, um, ideal yeah. people come to because it's it's tough there is there is imperfection in this world there is the the problem of evil why do bad things happen to good mm, people mm-hmm. and how do we place a a good god a, an all good god in that you know and americans want these 
these blessings. Americans want these riches or these positive, just generally positive things to happen to them. Mm. And that's where the idea of um, the prosperity gospel, right. for an instance, happens like Joel Osteen or um, I won't name any other names. Mm-hmm. Because no, it's I fine. Could, I could get controversial. <laughs> um, but the idea of just needing to believe that God is generally going to have good things going on in yeah. your life. Because, I mean, if you look at other parts of the world, other parts of the church, I mean, there are people genuinely facing real persecution. Yeah. People are being killed for their faith mm-hmm. over in the Middle East or in other parts of the world. Um, are not allowed to have Bibles, mm-hmm. are, are, have to meet in secret. Yeah. And yet, despite all this negativity around them, despite all these things that might not look like blessings mm. from, a, from a human standpoint... They put every single bit of their trust in God because that's all they have. Yeah, that's all they they need to have because yeah. God is is everything to them. Yeah, there is no other need in their life because they know and they have seen that God has provided in the past. God has ultimately worked everything out for His good in the past, and they know mm. and trust that He's ultimately going to work that out in the future. Yeah, that's the problem with the American church is they want things now. They mm. don't want to trust in God's plan. They want to see active, from their own point of view, good yeah. things happen consistently with with no trials, no temptations, mm. no anything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, the, the essence of that problem is is basically in the, in the insufficiency of Christ. Mm. So Christ himself is not enough. Yeah. Um, it's, it's about the perks. It's about what Christ can do for you. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's the, it's this whole idea of coming to church is a good thing. Following Jesus is a good thing. Praying is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's good things that you add to your life, but your ultimate goal is your personal goals and your personal prosperity. So you, of course yeah. you'll take Jesus if he'll help you. Right. But as right. long as he doesn't provide for you anymore, he's not a help for your own goal then why do I need him? Why would mm-hmm. I go to church if it's not helping me? Right. You know, right. so it's, it's flipped around. It's the whole idea of, and we do that with prayer too. You know, one of the, one of the we have a, a mural in our church, the Gethsemane scene, you know, we have that with right. lights on. And so there's this moment in the life of Christ where he's, he doesn't want to go to the cross. He yeah. doesn't want to go. You know, and he there's this human moment that he has with with God, and he prays, and he's like, Lord, if you if you want, take this cup away from me. But then, so there's that struggle, like basically saying, I don't want to do this, and then he comes to a point where he says, But not my will, but your will be done. Yes. So I think sometimes we what we do with prayer is we flip it. The prayer that Jesus was having with with God was was not his goal wasn't to get God to do His will. The goal was for Christ to 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 bend his own will to the will of the Father. Yeah. I think that that we get those twisted around as well when we, for example, approach prayer in that way to where it's about getting God to do what you want Mm -hmm. him to do, when in reality, the most important part of prayer, at least as far as I can tell, is is you getting yourself to a point where you will do whatever God asks you to do. Mm -hmm. That's when when the magic starts happening. That's when it it gets really cool. So I couldn't agree more with you on the the idea of what's going on with the with the with the uh, Christian church in America, um, where I think that's that we struggle with that a lot, a lot. And also I was thinking, we assume that, that we're blessed. Like, yes, we are. Right. We have cars, we have, we have all these great things that we air conditioning, like we're definitely blessed. Yes. You know, but I think, I don't know if it's a blessing, man. 
I don't know if it's that much mm-hmm. of a blessing. I mean, it is. Of course it is because we're, we're, we're blessed, right? Right. But there's an aspect of that that, that I don't know if it's an actual blessing. And, and what I mean by that is this. It creates a space for being lukewarm. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you're struggling for every meal and you don't know if you're going to be killed and you're doing church underground and you can't have a Bible and you're just like going through, like it becomes very clear. Mm-hmm. who is in and who's out. Does that make right. sense? Like yes. like being a Christian is like, okay, you're you're putting it all on the line. Yeah. You're following God, mm-hmm. right? Or you're not, you know? Um, for us, it's different because you can kind of do both. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're kind of a Christian, but you kind of like, there's no struggle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is, but not really. Like we, we think we think persecution is a, somebody tweeted something at us. <laughs> like we're being persecuted. That's yeah. not what it means. Yeah, no, I I couldn't agree with you more on that. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times people have have come to me or like youth before have come to me and been like, Noah, I was I was persecuted at school today. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, that's big. Mm. You know, and they're all like, they come to me and they said, well, why, why are you a Christian? And then they were like, I just felt so attacked in that mm. situation. Mm. And I'm mm. like, I'm like, they're just asking you why your faith yeah. why why do you believe in god what what is what is your own basis mm. of faith and that's not persecution that's mm. that's basic questioning of yeah. someone someone having interest in in your faith yeah. i mean you know like you were saying we're just we're so overly blessed mm. in in america i mean i have the blessing of having a car having having money to go to a fast food restaurant mm. and get food for lunch later mm-hmm. and being able to to drive home to a a apartment that my school pays for mm-hmm. and be able to watch a TV and watch football or whatever. And just, you know, adding up all these things there, there are so many people that are in parts of the world that are in their faith, relying on God to, to heal like parts in them, like heal their wounds, help, help people be, um, rid of their demons that are possessing mm. them there's such realness in in that i mean the you know you've been doing this series on spiritual warfare recently and i think that one of the one of the most difficult things about the church in america is that the devil is hiding himself in plain sight he mm. is hiding himself in the materialism of the world yeah. he is hiding himself in the the easy easy faith like you were talking Mm. about like we can we can kind of dip our toes into the world and into faith and it not look like we're we're you know not christians because i'm like oh you know i go to church i i I read my bible but at the same time you know i'll go out and you know have a you know go to a party every now Mm -hmm. and then or i'll go you know be i guess sexually immoral immoral Mm -hmm. or um all these things and it's like you can you if you were in another part of the country and you were doing that, like you said, it's it's clear who's in and who's out. Mm-hmm. But it's not clear now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. I I could go in and and go to my school, for example. My I go to a Christian school, and you know, even then, I I can't tell who has genuine faith on right. the time. Like I know some people that do, right? Because I've seen how they've acted. But you know, people can put on these faces while yeah. they're in America. People can like put on this this masquerade of. I, I'm a Christian, yeah, mm. and I'm, I'm walking around and doing Christian things, but in my heart, do I really believe? Do I Would I put everything on the line for Christ? Yeah, yeah. Yep, it's true. It's true. I, I think we all have a mask to some extent. Yeah. I really do. I think we all do to some extent. 
I, I, I can sense it even when I'm preaching, mm. you know, not that I'm faking, I'm not faking right. it, but there's, there's always a part of me that is doing something in addition, which, which just m- makes evident our sinful nature. Yes. Like I'll be preaching and I can feel it. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I want to say something, you know, I'll say this and maybe they'll laugh and they'll think that I'm cool, yeah. you know, or, or they'll think that I'm smart because of the right. research or look, look how, how, how much I prepared. Yeah. There's all that nonsense that gets in the way, um, but I know it's there. And so I think that we all have that to, to a certain extent, but you're right in what you're saying is, is where's your desire? Like, is your desire, like we're, we're going to be sinful the whole time on this side of eternity. But where's your desire? Like, mm-hmm. do you, first of all, do you hate sin? Do you yeah. hate it? Yeah. That's, a, that's a big indicator. Do you hate your sin? Like, does it make you, like, when you, not, not that you don't sin. See, that's the problem. Is the, yeah. But when you do sin, what does that produce in you? Yeah. Do you hate it? Okay. Yes, we do. Like, I do. I hate it, my sin. Like, when I'll mm-hmm. sin, I'm like, man, that's not, that's not who I am. Right. And it's not... And it's not necessarily a guilt thing because I know that Jesus paid for it, but it's, a, it's the whole thing of like, this is, it's an identity thing. Yeah. Like, why are you doing that if that's not who you are anymore? Yeah. That makes no sense to do that, to walk down yeah. that road. Um, and the reason why I say that, I think, is because you were saying uh, the whole idea of, of faking it. I think that, that we have certain things that we project but, but I think it has to do with being aware of it too. Like you can see it and you're not okay with it. So you're working on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then there's the other side where you're just completely faking it. Like you're just yeah. putting on the show. Like you don't love Jesus. Mm-hmm. You don't hate your sin. You know, um, you want to do whatever you want. And so mm-hmm. I've, it's, it's interesting that I think that there is, there's this guy who's following Jesus to the best of his ability, loves Jesus, hates his sin. But then there's this other person that that goes to church and does all the Christian thing, and and we can't tell who's who. Yes, and I don't think that's our job either. Mm-hmm. But 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 I think that there's a lot of this in the church in America, a lot of this, and that is a problem. Yeah, no, my um my old youth pastor, um, Jared, I love him. Mm. He's 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 my guy. Um, the way that he put it was a lot of of people, at least in in the American church, want this want this hell insurance. Um, yeah, which is their faith. They, they want to know, like, you know, we're talking about, they want to do what's best for them. And if they believe in Jesus, if they, if they feel like they can have this, this legalistic, legalistic mindset of, okay, I can do enough works. I can Mm. go to church enough times and do all this and I won't be in hell. Then, you know, I'm okay. And I can keep doing, doing the life that I want to do. Um, because you know, they, they, they'll, they'll believe in God. They'll believe, you know, Mm. Christ, Christ is real and Christ has, has, you know, paid the price and they'll be like, okay, well, I want a part of that. Mm. Um, just because, not not in the sense that I want a part of that because I believe in the mission of Christ, mm. but I want to be part of that because I don't want to go to hell. Right. And that is the mindset of way too many Christians mm. in America. Mm. Way too many. And it is it is, is depressing. It yeah. is depressing to look at because there is a, a truth of the gospel that is so much more fulfilling, so much more fruitful, that will yeah. bring so much more joy, so much more peace than just the the hell insurance ticket of I arrive in heaven. All right, well here's my yeah. here's my card. You yeah, know, I, I'm I'm approved and I can I can go to heaven now. Yeah, that's so true, man. It's so common. That's how I grew up. That was my whole mindset with Christianity. It wasn't it wasn't about loving Jesus. It was about doing the thing, whatever yep. the thing was, which right. was never really clear to me what right. the thing was. 
you know, do whatever the thing is, you know, if it was baptism, communion, confessing, whatever it was that would get me in. So I would do that thing. And then I was like, okay, but I never really felt like I was in. Yeah. And I realized that, and I realized that, and I was sharing about this on Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, my whole story with ending up in, in, you know, behind bars and realizing that, that faith wasn't something that I could sort of create on my own. It was yeah. like given to me yeah. to actually believe and like realize the forgiveness and all that kind of stuff. But I think that we, that a lot of people miss, a lot of people miss it because they don't understand what sin is. Mm-hmm. You don't understand what sin is. That's the problem. Yeah. You think sin is better than righteousness. You think sin is going to cre- is going to give you more happiness and freedom um, than living life of righteousness, but it doesn't. I mean, sin. We we're we are we weren't created for sexual promiscuity. We weren't created for that. Yeah. We weren't created to to, to rob and steal. We weren't created to lie. We weren't. That's not how we were created yes you know and so it's an identity thing of you you have you have your new nature and then christ is in you um and then it's this whole idea of it's almost like using something for the purpose for which it wasn't created like trying to screw a screw with a knife right it's not right. what it's made for i remember you said that on one sunday and I someone did? yelled at you and they were all like i've done that before and oh I, with the knife i think yeah. it was shay he always <laughs> yeah, yells stuff that out makes sense that makes sense yeah yeah um but yeah, and so it's that, that whole idea of, oh, it's just, it's so much better to be a follower of Jesus than anything else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There is there is a life following Jesus um, in knowing that that you, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's a feeling thing, but there is a, a truth and knowledge in knowing that you are pursuing a life that is more than just what is in front of us. What is this, this ground, this dirt that is around us? Yeah. There is a life that pursues the eternal yeah. and pursues the um, greatest thing in all of creation and outside yeah. of creation. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So, so true. Yeah. I think that's a great way to end it. Yeah. 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 Great conversation, man. Uh, we got to do this again. Yes. Of All right. Course. I'd love to. I'd All right, you to. guys. Thank you for watching or listening. Love you guys. And I'll see you next time. All right. Awesome.